Hey friends, this is Pastor Brian Worf. Thanks for listening to my latest sermon. Get more of my teachings on YouTube at Chapel of Change TV and tune in every Sunday on the radio on 99.5 FM for fresh hope. He is risen. Someone say he is risen indeed. He is risen. One more time. Help me out. He is risen. I want to remind us as we gather our thoughts around the word of the Lord this afternoon that today we celebrate the greatest victory ever established. Come on, somebody. I want to remind us that today we celebrate the greatest comeback in all of history And not only that, we celebrate the greatest party in all of history. This party started off in hell. It started off in the grave, but then it went to heaven, and then it overflowed to earth, and we are still celebrating 2,000 years later. Someone shout Jesus. Someone shout Jesus. Uh, Today... My brothers and sisters, I'm going to start a new weekend series uh, entitled Jesus, I Am. Jesus, I Am. And in the next several weeks at all our campuses from Long Beach, Carson, Whittier, and Paramount, we are going to be learning about the seven I Am statements of Jesus Christ. Throughout his ministry, he made these bold statements. He said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way. I am the vine. And these powerful statements of Jesus teach us a powerful revelation of who he is. And I believe that in these next couple weeks as we join together at our various campuses and as we learn these statements of Jesus, we're going to get a deeper understanding of who Jesus is. And more you understand who Jesus is, the more it will strengthen your faith to believe for what he promised in your life. God has promised things for your life. God has promised blessings for your life. God has promised restoration for your life. God has promised healing for your heart. God has promised your son to serve the Lord, your daughter to serve the Lord. God has promised to restore your marriage and to restore your faith. And my brothers and sisters, the more we understand who Jesus is, the greater faith we will have for what he said he will do in our life. Someone shout amen to that. Today, I'm going to turn our attention to John chapter 11, and I'm going to just highlight today verse 25, verse 25. John chapter 11, verse 25. If we have that, let's put it on the screen. And before I share this verse and what it means, let me give some background and context to this situation. Um, The kingdom of God is made up of various families that love the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you say amen to that? 
Like in every generation, there have been families that have answered the call to follow Jesus and to serve Jesus and to give back to Jesus. Someone say amen to that. In the days of Jesus, there was this special family um, that loved Jesus with all their heart. It was Martha, her sister Mary, and their brother Lazarus. They made up a family. In fact, they uh, believed that this was a wealthy family that knew a lot of people. But they were touched by the Lord Jesus Christ. And they decided that they're going to give their all to the kingdom of God. And the Bible teaches that Jesus loved them and they loved Jesus. And one day, tragically, tragedy struck this family when their brother Lazarus was sick uh, in a major way. And as they were grieving, the sisters, Martha and Mary, they were taking care of their brother and they were making sure that he was okay. They, they, they thought in their mind, they said, man, uh, we know a Savior that can heal. We know a Savior that can deliver. We know Jesus Christ. And presumably they thought in their mind that said, man, we have the answer to his sickness. We have the answer to our sorrow. And so the sisters who loved Jesus sent a message to Jesus who was in another town. And they said to Jesus, Jesus, Lazarus, whom you love, is sick. They sent this message to Jesus. And remember, the Bible teaches that Jesus loved Mary and loved Martha. In fact, this is the Martha that Jesus delivered from seven demons from her life. And so Martha and Mary, presumably, they expected Jesus to hurry up. They expected Jesus to stop what he did. They expected Jesus to stop everything and run back to Lazarus and heal Lazarus of his sickness. But that's not what happened. In fact, in John chapter 11, the Bible teaches that Jesus spent two more days in the city that he was at. And in during those two days, tragically, Lazarus died. Jesus stayed for two days, and within those two days, Lazarus died. And no doubt, Martha and Mary were discouraged because that was their brother. And no doubt, Martha and Mary were frustrated because they knew Jesus loved them and they loved Jesus. And whenever you love someone and whenever someone loves you, you have a high expectation of them. So no doubt, Martha and Mary were in this strange place where their expectations were broken and they were discouraged. And Lazarus died. And eventually, two days later, Jesus comes back to Martha and Mary, and one of the sisters runs out to Jesus and says to Jesus, Jesus, our brother has died, but if you would have been here, he would have survived. Have you ever said that to God? If you would have answered my prayer, he would have stayed. If you would have done this, that would have happened. One of the sisters came up to Jesus and said, if you would have been here, he would not have died. And Martha and Mary are in the midst of discouragement. And, Je and Martha, one of the sisters, tells Jesus, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus tells Martha, he will rise again. The sister 
looked at Jesus and said, I know that he will rise again in the last day. I know he will. I know he'll rise again in the last day. And in the midst of that statement, in the midst of that sorrow, Jesus gave this statement to her, one of the most profound statements Jesus ever said. And he said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, me will live even though they die. In the midst of sorrow, Jesus gives this powerful statement. You got to understand how bad this situation was. Lazarus was dead for about four days or two days, and, and he, was, he was dead. And, and I, I believe that sometimes God takes the worst-case scenarios in order to show us his power on display. <laughs> Lazarus wasn't just dead, but he was dead, dead, and that mattered. That mattered. It was in the midst of this situation where Jesus invades their sorrow with this statement, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they will die. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean to you and I in 2023? Let me help us understand what Jesus means by this statement. Number one, death is not the end of life. Death is not the end of life. Now, I know that today is a celebration of life, but in order for us to appreciate life, we must appreciate death. In order for us to appreciate life, we must think about death. Death is a painful event. It invades our homes with division and discouragement and disillusionment. Death is also a universal event. It hits everyone. I love the diversity of Chapel of Change. I love that there's people here from different cultures and backgrounds, and we come together and we worship the Lord because he is our Savior. But if there's one thing that we all have in common, it's death. We may have our music not in common. We may not dress the same. We may not have come from the same background, but if there's one thing we have in common, it is we are all going to die. The Apostle James said in chapter 4, verse 14, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little and then vanishes away. I mean, it just feels like yesterday for me that I was walking down Carson Street coming after school at Carnegie Junior High. Just feels like yesterday to me when there was an arcade right across the street from Avalon right here. And I would hide out there uh, until late at the night at the age of 12 years old. Just seems like yesterday to me. It feels like yesterday to me that when I drove the Carson Circuit bus when it was uh, 25 cents to get on. Does anybody remember that? It feels like yesterday to me. When I actually had to do community service hours right here in this community center because they wouldn't allow me in the different parks of the city. And now I'm about to be 48 years old. Life is vanishing away. And in order for us to appreciate life, we got to think about death. Death is an unexpected event, too. You cannot control when you're going to die, and you cannot control how you're going to die. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 8 says, As no one has power over the wind to contain it, so no one has power over the time of their death. 60 million people are going to die every year in the United States. And guess what? Death is not the end for anyone. Death is not the end for anyone. Everyone, get this, everyone will be raised from the dead. Some for heaven and some for hell. There are only two possible existence after this life, one without God and with the horrors and regret of punishment, but one, the other, with God, with the joys and reward of the Lord. Acts chapter 24 verse 15 says there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. The difference is their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The difference is their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Is he their savior or is he their judge? Is he their savior or is he their judge? My friends, death is not the end. There is something that awaits us all. And your peaceful eternity is dependent upon your connection to the risen savior, Jesus Christ. So that's why he says. I am the resurrection and the life. Because he wanted to think, he wanted them to think about not just life, but also death. So he says, Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that Jesus is a present help. Jesus is a present help. He said, Martha tells Jesus in verse 34, 24, he says, I know my brother will rise again in the last day. And Jesus responds to that by saying, Martha, you don't understand. You don't get this. Let me, let me tell you one more time. I am the resurrection. I am. Someone say, I am. Someone say, I am. That means he, he's saying, I am. That's the present tense. He doesn't say, I have been. He doesn't say, I will be. But he says, I am in the present tense right now. In your heartbreak, I am. In your discouragement, I'm there. In your depression, I'm there. In your disappointment, I'm there. And I want us to get today that Jesus entered into their sorrow he entered into their sorrow and basically said, I'm not just the one who's been faithful in the past, and I'm not only the one who is your hope for the future, but I'm right here for you holding your hand. Someone needs to be reminded of this powerful truth about God today. That Psalms 46 verse 1 says that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That he is here for you. God is with you right now. God is for you right now. God is helping you to get through your sorrow right now. God is helping you to kick that addiction right now. The old folks used to preach, he's a right now God. I said he's a right now God. Someone say right now. Someone say right now. He's a right now God. So Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. What does that mean? Lastly, it means that Jesus is the source of resurrection life. 
He is the source of resurrection life. This is the life that raises you up out of depression. This is the life that raises you up out of insecurity. This is the life that raises you up out of your failure. This is the life that raises you up out of your brokenness. This is the life that raises you up out of your broken heart. Jesus says to you right now, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, this is, this is a bold statement. You know why this is a bold statement? Because I am is the holy name of God. I am is the holy name of God. Does anybody remember a man by the name of Moses? Anybody remember when Moses was on the backside of the desert? Anybody remember when God appeared to Moses in the burning fire? Anybody remember when Moses asked God, um, who should I say is sending me back to Israel? Anybody remember when Moses said, God, who shall I say is sending me back to Israel? Anybody remember in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, it says that God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am. Someone say, I am. Someone say, I am. I am has sent me to you. So listen, my brothers and sisters. Jesus was revealing himself as the great I am. Jesus revealed himself to be the source of everything that lives. Jesus was revealing himself to be the one who has the power to create nothing or something out of nothing. Jesus was revealing himself to be the final say in every matter. He was revealing himself to be the creator of heaven and earth. Listen, my brothers and sisters, Jesus was more than just a good teacher. He was more than just a good man. Jesus was God in the flesh, and being God in the flesh, he has the power to deliver you, to save you, and to set you free. Jesus was telling Martha, I am the solution to your problem. I am the life to your death. I am the restoration to your brokenness. I am the healing to your sickness. I am the comfort to your sorrow. In John chapter 1 verse 4, it says in Jesus was life and that life was the light of all mankind. In Jesus is life. Look at the promise of Jesus in John 14, 19. He says, because I live, you will also live. Yesterday I had the honor to go back into prison, into a maximum security prison in Lancaster, California. And I walked on that prison yard and I was in that prison chapel with the men, a room full of men who were sentenced to life in prison. I was sitting next to a Tongan brother and he had got saved in the hole in the LA County Jail. And he had the smile on his face that was brighter than the midday sun. And I looked at this brother and I asked him, I said, how much time did you get? And he looked at me and he said, I got 122 years to life. I looked at the brother and I, and I tried to get his response out of that. And he said, he told me, he said, but Jesus told me I got eternal life in Christ. That brother got up and he gave me one of the most powerful hugs I ever had because the life of God was living inside of him. 
serving a life sentence, but with a smile on his face because the life of God is living inside of him. You're looking at someone today who was actually sentenced to, to two life sentences. You're looking at somebody today who was sentenced to two life sentences. If you're new, this is your first time here, I pray that I become your pastor. I pray that we begin to establish a relationship. I pray that I can help you to be all that God has called you to be. But, but let's be honest, in our first encounter today, uh, I, I, I ain't always been a pastor. Can we be honest today? Can we talk like family today? I haven't always been a pastor. I haven't always been a husband. I haven't always been a father. At 16 years old, I was arrested and booked right across the street in the Carson Sheriff Station. Right across the street, less than a block away, they fingerprinted me at the age of 16 years old. And at the age of 17 years old in the Compton Courthouse, about 20 minutes away, the judge, I still remember her name. Her name was Elizabeth Barron. For some reason, I never forgot her name. But she hit her little hammer, at the, and she looked at me at the age of 17 years old, and this judge, God bless her heart, she was doing an honorable thing. She was protecting society. She was standing up for the law. God bless uh, a Judge Elizabeth Barron. But she hit her little hammer, and she said, Mr. Worth, I sentence you to life in prison. Not 10 years, not, not 8 years, but life in prison. And I'm here to let you know that at that moment, my brothers and sisters, I wasn't just dead. I was dead, dead. I'm here to let you know that I was somewhat like Lazarus. I wasn't dead. I stank. I was dead, dead. I was dead spiritually. I was dead emotionally. I was dead to the world. And there was many people that thought they would never, ever see me again. I wasn't just dead. I was dead, dead. But then something, something happened to my life. Someone told me that there was another life sentence available to me. Someone had the boldness. Someone had the courage enough to tell me even though I was sentenced to man's life sentence, they invaded my darkness like Jesus invaded their darkness and they came to my cell and someone told me that there was another life sentence available for me and his name is Jesus Christ and he is the risen Savior from the grave. One day at the age of 18 years old, I got down on my knees. And even though I had that earthly life sentence, I got down on my knees and I received the life sentence from heaven. I received the eternal life sentence from Jesus and I repented from my sins and I said, Lord Jesus, I want to live for you. Lord Jesus, I want to give you my life. Lord Jesus, I want to serve you. And I received the life sentence from heaven. Bible says, Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 56, 
If anyone who feeds on me, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. Anyone who feeds on me, who feeds on me. As soon as I surrendered my life to the Lord, I didn't walk away from him. I began to feed on Jesus. I began to feed on Jesus. I want to show you a picture of me and my cell. I'm in a prison cell. I'm kicked out of society. I'm nobody, man. I got no, nothing to my name. I'm not honorable. I'm dead. I'm spiritually dead. Well, I, I'm coming alive at this moment, but in the world's view, I'm dead to life. But I'm in my prison cell, and if you look closer, you know what's in my hand right there? It's called a Bible. Someone say Bible. I said it's called a Bible. Someone say Bible. And listen, if you, if you look close right there, I'm feeding off of Jesus right there. I'm feeding off of Jesus. I begin to study my Bible. I begin to go to church. I begin to worship the Lord. And I begin to feed off of the life of Jesus. And the, and the life of Jesus begin to elevate my mind out of prison. It begin to elevate my heart above prison. It begin to elevate my thinking and my behavior above prison. If you look, if you look closer, look, look, look closer closer the Lord begin to bless me the Lord because when you begin to serve the Lord even though you'll go through trials he will bless you if you begin to serve the Lord because the life of God comes with blessing someone shout amen if you look closer right here can somebody look right there somebody take a picture of that God begin to bless me you know who that is you know who that is? See, see, I brought somebody today as a testimony of my transformation. Because some people think I'm a liar. Because God has blessed me with an unreasonable blessing. He wants to bless you with an unreasonable blessing. But, but I, I brought a witness, somebody. I brought a witness, somebody. Because that girl right there, that lady right there, she been journeying with me for over 30 years. For over, stand up, stand up. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. That was, that's, hey look, that's her. That's her. That's her right there. That's her. That's her. I got to do that one more time. Let me, give, let me give her a kiss. Let me give her a kiss. The life of Jesus, the resurrection of life of Jesus, this is what happened and I'm going to begin to close. I'm going to tell you what happened. The life of Jesus began to come to me in that cell. And the life of Jesus began to grow me. It began to grow me. It began to grow me. Every time I go to church, I'm growing. Every time I obey the word of God, I'm growing. Every time I worship in the Lord, I'm growing. The life is growing. I'm getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And listen, listen. Eventually, 16 years later, the life of Jesus eclipsed the prison life sentence over my life. And the life of Jesus set me free from the prison life sentence. And the life of Jesus made me who I am today. And the life of Jesus began to bless me with a family with her kids, the life of Jesus, it eclipsed my prison life sentence. And I don't know what sentence the devil's putting on you today. I don't know if he's trying to sentence you to depression. I don't know if he's trying to sentence you to discouragement. 
I don't know if he's trying to sentence you to failure because you messed up one too many times. I'm here to let you know resurrection life is available for you. It's available for you. And God is telling you like he told Martha, will you believe? Will you believe? Do you believe? He invited Martha into this life. Will you believe? And believing is not just mentally agreeing. Believing means you yield to it. You submit to it. You give to it. You, 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 you give yourself to it. That's what believing means. You rely upon it. It's not just mentally agreeing. It means you give your life to it. So the question for us today, the invitation for us today, do you need God to invade your situation? Do you need God to invade your family? Do you need God to invade your life? The life of Jesus is available for you today. Let's bow our heads in the presence of the Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Just for a couple of moments as the worship team comes back up. The Lord gave me clear instructions. That we're not going to sneak into heaven today. The Lord gave me clear instructions and said, Brian, I want you to call people unto me. The Lord gave me clear instructions, said, Brian, I want you to call people forth like God called forth Lazarus. And so today, if you're somebody here who needs to either surrender to the Lord for the first time or rededicate your life to the Lord, maybe you messed up and you're far from Christ and you need to start all over, the resurrection is a reminder that a new season has come upon you. Everything that was done today, all the dances, all the songs, all the testimony was to remind you that the resurrection life is available for you. But you must believe. You must surrender. You must repent. You must give your heart to Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if there's anybody here who needs to give their life to the Lord for the first time or rededicate your life to the Lord. And when I say rededicate your life to the Lord, I really, I mean, mean it. That today you're going to draw a line in the sand. That today you're going to come forth and say, today, Lord, I'm not messing around no more. I'm not playing games no more, but I'm giving you my life. And I don't care what's going to happen, but I'm going to serve you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to follow you. God is not playing games no more. Neither should we. So if there's anybody here that is done playing games. It's time for you to get serious. I want you to think about if that's you. It's April 9th, 2023. We're drawing a line in the sand today on this Easter morning. We're saying, I'm gonna serve the Lord. I'm done playing games. Think about that for a moment. Because in a moment, I'm gonna call you to respond to God. And I'm gonna pray for you. every head bowed and every eye closed if you're here today and you have never surrendered your life to the Lord or you want to rededicate your life to the Lord you want to get serious with God I want to help you we want to help you but you got to make that commitment if that is you I invite you to the altar of God 
Come down to the altar, God, right now so I can pray for you. If you want to get serious with the Lord, come down to the altar and just line up right front. Come down to the altar. If you want to get serious with the Lord, I see you coming. Just line it up. Some of the pastors help, help organize. Just everybody remain in an atmosphere of prayer. Come down to the altar and just line it up right here. This is going to be a new season. We'll wait a couple moments. We'll wait a couple moments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll wait a couple moments. Hallelujah. God bless the precious families. We're going to wait a couple more moments because there got to be a couple more people here. The Lord has spoken to you today. He's calling and just line it up. Just kind of line it up. Spread it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I want to ask everybody to remain in atmosphere of prayer. Atmosphere of prayer. You want to get serious with the Lord? Come on down to the altar. Rededicate your life to the Lord. The mercy of God is here. The life of God is here. Come down to the altar. Come down to the altar. We'll wait a couple more moments. Earlier today, the Lord put it upon my heart that there's going to be some young people that surrender their life to the Lord. There are going to be some young people that give their life to the Lord. Young people. Young people, if you're in the house today, today's the day. Come to the altar of God. Young people, don't waste your energy on the world. Young people, don't waste your dreams on the world. Give your dreams to God. Give your dreams to God. We'll wait a couple more moments. We'll wait a couple more moments. Anybody who needs to surrender to the Lord, come on down to the altar. That feeling you're feeling in your heart, it's not goosebumps, it's the Holy Spirit. That feeling you're feeling in your chest, it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Come on down to the altar of God. Come on down to the altar of God. I see you over here. Come on down, my brother. Come on down, my brother. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Let's lower it just a little bit. Everybody else remain in the atmosphere of prayer. There's still people coming down. There's still people coming down. All right, we're going to wait. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. Come on down. Come on down. Today's the day. It's a new season. I'm telling you, you got to get on this. The mercy of God is here. The, the grace of God is here. You got to get on this. I'm telling you, you got to get on this. The grace of God is here. You get a chance to start over again. Some of y'all, y'all need to jump on that. You know what you've been doing. And you get a chance to start all over again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People are still coming down. People are still coming down. Hallelujah. Before I lead you in a prayer, I want you to look at me. Look at me for a moment, and I just want to say a couple words to you. Just look at me for a couple seconds. Let me speak into your soul. Everybody here is on a different 
stage of your journey with God. You're all on a different point in that journey. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. What matters is by coming forward, you made a decision. I'm going to get closer to Jesus. I'm going to get closer to Jesus. That's what, that's what you did by coming down here. I'm going to get closer to Jesus. Whatever that step is for you, whatever that step is for you, it's different for everybody. The step you're going to take is going to be different for everybody. For some, um, I don't know what it is. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you what that step is. And whatever it is, you got to do it. I'll tell you this thing. What's fundamental in every Christian life is you got to read your Bible, you got to pray, and you got to be a part of a thriving church family. That's fundamental that everybody got to do in order to grow. You cannot grow outside of the pot. You cannot grow outside of the pot. For some of y'all, the enemy has talked you to jump out of the pot. Today, you're jumping into the pot. You're jumping back into the pot. And so you have a church family here that's willing to walk with you, pray with you, journey with you. Whatever that step is, you make that step today. Make that step today. The Bible teaches if you draw close to God, He'll draw close to you. If you draw close to God, He'll draw close to you. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer of submission. I want you to just say it from your heart. Don't just say it with your mouth. Say it from your heart. Then I'm going to pray over everybody here. And our team has some cards for you to take because we want to follow up with you. We're not going to just pray with you and leave you to go out your way. No. We're going to walk with We're going to stay committed to our commitment. And we're going to, we're going to bug you because you made this commitment. So from your heart, say this prayer with me. Lord God. I am sorry. Please forgive me. I messed up. I turned from you, but today I turn back to you. I repent of my sins, of myself, and I turn back to you, Jesus. I submit to you, Jesus. I surrender to you, Jesus. Take my life, Jesus. Help me, Jesus, to follow after you. Help me to be all you called me to be. I surrender in Jesus' name. Let me pray. Let me pray over you. Just remain right now. Let me pray for you, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name for everybody at this altar, Lord God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord touch their lives in a special way, Father God. I pray that you fill them up with your Holy Spirit, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, that you touch them in a powerful way and set them on fire for your kingdom. I pray, Father God, that they wake up tomorrow with a desire of your word and a desire to worship. I pray that it don't wait till tomorrow, that as soon as they leave, Father God, they'd have a hunger for you, Father God. I pray that you heal hearts today. I pray that you heal hearts today. I pray that you heal hearts today. Heal hearts today. Heal hearts. Heal hearts, oh Lord. Heal hearts. 
family, family, Auntie Amy, I just sense in my heart that God is healing your heart. I just sense in my heart that God is healing your heart. He is healing your heart. Receive the healing. Receive the healing. Receive the strength. And also, this is just the beginning of the healing. It is the beginning of the journey. God wants you totally healed. He wants you totally free. God wants you totally, this is just the beginning. The more you draw closer to God, the more healing power he, re he releases into your life. Pastor Trey, get that brother's attention. My brother, look up at me from. I sense the devil tried to steal your life. I sense the devil tried to rob you. I sense the devil tried to get you to waste your life on the world. And I want to just serve your spirit. Notice today that God is not done with you. That the grace of God is calling you back to the kingdom of God. That you will serve the Lord. That God will use you in a significant way. And that you will not be held back by disgrace and regret and shame. This is your day of a new season in your life. Regret and shame will not hold you back. The mercy of God is above the regret that the devil is trying to make you feel. In fact, I sense probably for most of you, God wants to tell you that, that regret and shame will not hold you back. That the mercy of God is here to heal you of regret and shame. The mercy of God is here to heal you of regret and shame. My brother, I've been waiting for you to come down. More importantly, God has been waiting for you to come down. And what I feel that the Holy Spirit is communicating with you, and I say this in love, but he's not going to answer all your questions right now. What he's going to do is touch your heart. He's going to touch your heart. And he's touching your heart even now. And the reason why you came down here today was not out of your own volition. It was not out of your own strength. It was the Spirit of the Lord drawing you closer to God. For the Bible says, no man goes to Jesus unless the Spirit draws him. So my encouragement for you, the Bible teaches that the deep things belong to God and that which is revealed belongs to man. Whatever answers God give you, praise the Lord. Whatever unanswers we have, I put it on a shelf, and I continue to worship the Lord, and I continue to serve God, and I say, God, you'll answer me that later. But in the meantime, I need a touch from your Holy Spirit. That's my encouragement to you. You two right here. You two right here. Right here. God wants to use you two as a couple. He wants to use you two as a couple. There's loose ends loose ends in your guys' life. God is not saying you got to go be perfect, but there's loose ends that you got to tie up. You got to tie up some loose ends. This is not a call to go out there and be perfect and come back. Don't misunderstand me. There's some things under your control that you can tie up. And as you tie up them loose ends, he pours more of his grace and healing and power upon your life. He wants to use you, but you got to tie up the loose ends got to tie up the loose ends. I just sense that God is healing. He's healing shame. He's healing shame. He's healing regret. He's healing regret. I don't know uh, if the enemy is trying to bombard people with shame and regret, 
But I want to remind you that the grace of God, the mercy of God is here and wiping away the shame and, and the regret. And my brother, my brother Omar, I, I can't get you off of my mind right now. I, I was trying not to say nothing to you, but the Lord brought you back up. And I believe what the Lord is telling you is that he has invested so much inside of you that there is so much inside of you. You haven't even scratched the surface of all that God has invested inside of you. And so my encouragement to you is through prayer, through surrender, seek to bring all that God has put out to you because it's a great responsibility to have a big deposit from God. And one day you and I, we're gonna stand before God and he's going to tell us, what did you bring out that I put inside of you? And my prayer is that we at least bring out 90, 80% of all that he put inside of us. And it comes through surrender. It comes through surrender. It comes through surrender. So I'm going to just pray over you all again. We're going to give you some cards as you take back to your seat. Make sure you fill them out. And then we'll transition to close out with a blessing. Lift up your hands towards our brothers and sisters. Lift up them up. Lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray a blessing over them today. We pray that you encourage them. We pray that you draw them closer to you. We thank you that today marks a new season in their life. Resurrection life within their heart in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. As you go back to your seat, they're going to hand you some cards. Let's stand to our feet, everybody. Let's stand to our feet, everybody. After you fill out them cards, make sure you turn those cards in. You got to turn them cards in before you leave. Laura, how are we turning in them cards? The far table back there before you leave where the Bibles are at. We want to make sure you get a Bible too. Turn in them cards. Come on, somebody, let's praise the Lord as we prepare to dismiss. Come on, people got saved today. People dedicated their life to the Lord today. Come on, people got healed today. Laura, come back up here, please. As everybody stands to our feet as we prepare to dismiss. As you are dismissed, don't forget there are three debit tables over there if you want to give your offering through a debit card before you leave if you want to give your pledge today before you leave through the debit card you can also on our website you can give chapelchange.org don't forget your resurrection offering today come up here on behalf of Laura and my family we say the chapel of change Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for your encouragement. In the last couple of weeks, um, all of you have been such an encouragement by your smiles. Um, some of y'all, a lot of y'all have come up to me and my wife and said just, you just dropped some nuggets in our heart. Um, I, you know, uh, Brother Henry, God bless you, brother. Love you, my brother. Thank you for the encouragement you gave a couple weeks ago. 
Um, there, there's been many people that have come to us on the side, and you just dropped some words of encouragement. Um, some of y'all have texts. We, we love y'all. Uh, to our Carson Campus family, uh, the Lord is here. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. This is a new season, my brothers and sisters. This is a new season. So we love all y'all for your encouragement. This one, one of the mothers of the church, uh, Brother Art's mother, God bless her. She came up to me on Friday night, Brother Art, and uh, she gave me a hug. And, it's, and, and she told me, Brother Art, and it's not like I hang out with her. I don't hang out with her. But she said, Brother Art, she said, Brian, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to leave you, Brother Art. You make sure you send our love to her, Brother Art. Thank you, Brother Art, for your blessing. Thank you, Brother Art. Thank you, Brother Brian, Teresa. Thank you, Brother, Brother Brian and Teresa. Thank you, Elizabeth and Norma. Thank you to Q and Nora, uh, Dorian. I can't name you all. Pete and all them. Thank you to this couple right here. I can't name you all, but God bless y'all. We're going to go into the future with power. Someone say power. Thank you, Pastor Irene. Thank you, Jennifer. Oh, I can't name everybody all. Please forgive me for not naming everybody. We love you. That's how I say I love you. You too, Brian. You too. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Lift up your hand. Yes. I, I think I'm going to go up here because I really just says this is a moment to pray for our pastors. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my, 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 my. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on. Let's show them our appreciation. Let's say thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabashaka Kanda Rabashai. This is a new season. This is a new season. Jesus said, I have come. The old is past, and the new has come. Goodness, my goodness. Thank you, God. He came to give us life. Father, in the name of Jesus, set your hands to your pastors. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we lay hands on, your, on our pastors. Pastor Laura, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the Holy Ghost will drip off of you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In the name of Jesus, may these hands be the hands of Jesus extended. May these feet carry the gospel of Jesus everywhere you go. I pray for wisdom. I pray for understanding. I pray for clarity. And I pray for insight in this new season. I thank you, Father God, for your fresh touch over our mother. She is our spiritual mama. And Lord God, I pray you'll increase capacity in her. Give her the capacity 
to love this body as a mama in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray for Pastor Brian in the name of Jesus. Lord, would you give him a fresh fire, fresh anointing, my God, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'll break every arrow, every arrow of darkness, every arrow of defeat, every whisper of the enemy over his mind in Jesus' name. I thank you that you have given them sustaining power in the name of Jesus. And this day, in this moment, Lord, this is a milestone. We say the past is over and the fresh and the new is here. Thank you that your wisdom relies on him in Jesus' name. Give him capacity to love like a father. Give him sons and daughters in this house. Sons and daughters that love him and love this house in the name of Jesus. Increase his capacity to love at the deepest levels. I pray for these feet that they would be carriers of the gospel. Shod with the preparation of the gospel in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire, fresh anointing, fresh joy, fresh hope, fresh love. And it is a new season. I want you to say in the name of Jesus, amen. Say in the name of Jesus, amen. Lift up your hands unto the Lord as we dismiss with a blessing. In the name of the Father who loves you with an endless love. In the name of the Son who died and went to the grave but rose again on the third day. And in the name of the Holy Spirit who fills you with power and favor. May you go this week with the protection and the love of the Father. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Go in peace. Come on, somebody.